Okay, so it's the 15th of July, 2016. Uh, the Seems like only three days since we did the last podcast. Indeed, because you were ill. Uh, it says, um, Kate Hopstick, John Fleming, Grouchy Club podcast. Uh, who knows? We haven't discussed very, no, anything very much. Uh, we haven't talked to each other really before this started. But no, you... we rarely talk to each other, in fact. I'm saying Well, that. we basically don't like one another. It's just we're desperate for any kind of fame, even the fame that two and a half downloads in Guatemala of this podcast uh, brings us. Two and a half's optimistic, I think. Anyway, last time we talked, you had a terrible cough. I was talking to Susan Kalman recently, and she listens to it. You, you'll stoop to anything, won't you? Susan, you know, the... the She's a very small comedian. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the small, cuddly, but clever one who's not Sandy Toxvig. <laughs> one. No, we're not going into one. Right, OK. Um, uh, very good. And we also... Uh, do we mention a BBC producer You're bumbling, you're bumbling. What? Do we mention the BBC producer of the sisters? Very prestigious. Really? Who's that? Um, um, oh, yes, John Lloyd. John says Lloyd. Because uh, they, they might just be saying that to humour me. Well, no, because Copstick interviewed John Lloyd for Radio Times. I did. I'm in love. Indeed. And, uh, and he brought up the subject, didn't he? He did. So he wasn't sucking up to you. As, no, he as wasn't. Most people do. Most people do. No double Anyway, uh, the day after our, our previous podcast, about three days ago, I yep. should say, you were going to go to hospital for your increasingly awful cough. Yeah, I did. Uh, my increasingly uh, awful cough. Well, it's no reason. It's basically... With, with bits of blood. I've got now quite... Quite ex- I did the sputum test. I, uh, I don't have TB. Uh, but I now do have injectable medication. And that is some special... By the so way, this... I apologise for the, the noise in the background. That's the, the very busy shop. Um, uh, new medication, isn't it? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's not new to the world. It's new to me. Uh, and I get to inject it. It's fantastic. So the, the, um, you have to go to a little clinic. And this lovely, lovely nurse, who turns out to be Hungarian, uh, I kept, I've been seeing her for ages, n- not in a... You know, romantic seeing her. way. No, yes. not in a romantic yes. way. <laughs> her name is Maria. Well, that was a bit Italian. Uh, anyway, uh, she's uh, You'll never Hungarian. Never stop saying Maria, will you? <laughs> and uh, she said, uh, "Was I okay about injecting myself in the thigh?" And I went, oh, yeah, "You know, I was, spent twenty years self-harming with a specially sharpened kebab skewer, so I hardly think that something that's a bit like an epipen uh, and threat, you know, really quite disappointingly for me, not." Not only not painful, but you don't even feel the bloody needle going in. So this is, I'm sure if you try hard enough. So this is a flashback to your erstwhile youth. Absolutely. Well, not really. Not, not actually that youth. No, no, no. Uh, not that long. Well, your erstwhile a couple of months ago. Whatever. My erstwhile yes, a couple yeah. of months ago. Until I until I started <laughs> the uh, until I started the antidepressants and it all cleared up. Uh, for for, for self harming, you have to refer to previous uh, items. Oh, we should have done a trigger warning there, John. A which? A, a trigger, trigger warning. Trigger. What, 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 yeah, we have to. If, you, if you're going to say anything like. What's it got to do with Palomino? Uh, male, female, um, uh, hello, goodbye, painful headache, period pains, or indeed self harming. You've got to put a trigger warning up in case our, our listener in Guatemala has ever experienced period pains, headaches, a male person, a female person, or indeed self harming, and, and would be traumatised by listening to the podcast. What relevance is this to Palomino horses? I see what you've done there, John, and I'm not laughing. You know why I'm not laughing, John? Because it's not funny. What's the reference? You can't. You kind of picked up the reference. What trigger? Yes. The Lone Ranger. Yes. No, it was a Roy, Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers. Yes. Yeah. yeah Roy, I was a great fan of Roy Rogers. I had a cowboy hat and everything. I, I had a really. Davy, I had a Davy Crockett hat. Never seen the film. I had a Davy Crockett hat. I liked why it. did you have a Davy Crockett? I, I mean, obviously, you weren't because you weren't a slaphead then. Well, right? there, thereby hangs a tale. Oh, now that. The trigger, thing, the trigger thing was just <laughs> obvious, old and very lame. 
The thereby hangs a tail. I quite like that. Well, Trigger, in fact... I'll permit you to use that again. You see, if I were younger, Trigger would have been all only fools and horses, but I'm so old that it turns out to be a horse. Anyway, oh, yes. well, we must get past it. So we, we, how about if we talk about the... I'll tell you what's lucky, John, for you, and it possibly explains, possibly explains why both of us are so unfeasibly old. Luciano. But there has been... Um, Quite a lot in the... Well, there was one bit in the papers and then shitloads on Twitter and Facebook about this research that shows that stand-up comedians die young and the funnier you are, uh, the younger you die. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very used to all research, but it sounded like just suddenly made, made it up. It depends, I think it depends, does. depends which, which comedians you choose. And Lewis Schaefer is unfeasibly old. But he is, and it's incredible because he is quite funny, but also says in double acts, the funny one, it points out the funny one yeah. dies sooner, like Morecambe died before Wise, uh, Barker died before Corbett. Neither of us can think of a punchline there, can uh, we? No, uh, that, wasn't, uh, that wasn't heading towards a punchline, that was just uh, information and to yeah. show that I read The Guardian. Ah, and, and but it, I mean, it, it's. Um, I think I think it's probably bollocks, but they, it's, it's, but I, you know, I, you can prove anything. I do think that sadly it means that at least seventy percent of the comics that we're going to see at Edinburgh will fucking live forever, <laughs> forever. Only, only in our hearts. What? Talking about living forever. How is Lynn Ruth Miller? No, 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 no. Piff the magic dragon. I interviewed him. In, in costume? No, not in costume. He's possibly the nicest dragon in the world. Oh, well, I'm, I'm and I can exclusively reveal, because the first thing I said to him was... Is he in Game of Thrones? I'm assuming Game of Thrones had been in touch. And he said, well, it was a bit of a sore point, because uh, they had been in touch. And all he can say is that Mr Piffles is going to be very busy in August, and he is looking for... Uh, a new partner for the act. Mr Piffles is the dog. You yeah. think he'll think be a court jester in that costume? Perhaps he'll have court jesters. I never but, seen Game uh, of Thrones. Another thing I didn't know uh, was that until very recently, when he got, you know, he got Neil Patrick Harris's golden buzzer, Fanar, Fanar, on America's Got Talent. Yeah. And now, obviously, uh, people are flinging money. Yeah. huge in America. He's in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Flinging money at him. Until then, when he worked internationally... Um, the, he used to have a, a, a Mr. Piffles from whatever country he was in. This, because, is, this is the dog, yes. Because, um, because of rabies. Just don't say it like that, John. This is the dog. This is the canine. He's a there. highly trained professional. Well, which one's going to die first? Which is the funny one? Well, but no, you see, they're not, they're not comics. They're they a have double skills. Act. They're double act. Yeah, but they have skills. They have actual skills. Comedy double act. No actual skills. They just get lucky and people fall about the place laughing. But what skill has the dog got? Have you seen the act? The, 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 the dog is, is part of some astounding, uh, jaw-droppingly impressive illusions. So he has, he has magic skills. Of course he does. Of course, of course he, does. he does. And that's why they want him on Game of Thrones. Yes. You rancid, slap-headed old git. How so, dare so you? Hold on, does this mean the dog that won America's Got Talent is the dog we see How dare you belittle Mr Piffles? <laughs> no, does this mean the dog that won America's Got Talent, or whatever he was in America's Got Talent, isn't the same dog we saw in Edinburgh because it's a different country? No, 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 no. I mean, they didn't win America's Got Talent. They got, they got Neil Patrick Harris's golden buzzer. Fanar, Fanar. Oh, it's a mystery to me. Some sexual He didn't elements. want to win America's Got Talent. For why? Well, because he said there's no glory in winning. I suppose Susan Boyle didn't actually win. Well, exactly, yes, you yeah. see, you see. And I can't remember who won, but it's that awful dance troupe. Well, exactly. Yeah. No, diversity or whatever, yes. Yeah. 
so coming second is better, as the Liberal MPs found their... Oh, well, no, it's yeah. just, it's more, there's more, there's, it's a better story. Have you ever come to second? Be, to be a grumpy magic dragon that wanted to win America's Got Talent and got so far and failed. You see, it's the classic British story. I Failure. Be, I shall pursue it. Except, of course, for Scotland now, because we win things like the tennis. And the football. You don't, obviously. Yeah. I, I shall pursue this. Uh, did you often come second in your career? Uh, and in your personal I'm life? I'm kind of a boom or bust. And in your personal life? I see where you're going with this, John. I'm not going to rise to the thing because I'm, I'm a girl, not a boy. <laughs> right, you've, okay. led, you've led us down a comedic cul-de-sac, haven't you, John? I have, I have, yes. But we are Would gonna... you like to apologise for that to our listener? I'd like to apologise. In, in and fact, to Susan Kalman, if in, she's listening. In, in, in small... She deserves better than this, quite frankly. A small apology She's a Susan not Kalman. inconsiderably talented comedian. She deserves better than this. And, and this Dick is... jokes. And, and, isn't she... and cum jokes. And isn't she related to the Lord Chief Justice or something of Scotland? So I've that... absolutely no idea. Pro she was a lawyer. Pro probably sue me. Uh... She was a lawyer, so... As opposed, to, as opposed to sue you... See you, see you. <laughs> right, um, I think we should talk about the increasingly prestigious Malcolm Hardy Awards. Why is that? Because I keep getting emails saying, can I apply for them? What are they? Ah, right, uh, OK. So what are they, John? Uh, what are, well, there are three awards. We'll do this they? like an interview. Shall we? Hello. Um, yeah. uh, we're, uh, we're here today to discuss the increasingly prestigious Malcolm Hardy Awards. My name's Kate Popsick, and, uh, and I have with me John Fleming, Mark, uh, Malcolm Hardy's biographer, as luck would have it. Tell us a little about Malcolm, John. He's Not dead. Malcolm John, but Malcolm. He's dead. OK, that's fine. And uh, what about the awards, which bear the increasingly prestigious awards, which bear his name. They'll be dead next year because they run out of money and awards next year. Now tell me about this. Is not actually true. We can't let them die. They're, they're just becoming increasingly prestigious. Well, yeah, that's it. Oh, we always cut yourself off when you're at the peak. At the peak. Can we just give that's, the award and not actually give a an award thing? Couldn't it just be a warm handshake and a kiss on both cheeks? When you say cheeks, you see, you're leading us down. Cul-de-sac. No, cul nothing under the waist. No. Nothing under the waist, John. Nothing no. below the waist. <laughs> not at the moment. This is a look. You know, we're hoping to go places with this podcast. Okay, so poor old Malcolm drowned uh, with a bottle of beer in his hand in 2005, and I thought, uh, well, 2005. I, I, Bloody I, hell! Eleven I, years. Yeah, and I thought he should, he should be remembered more in, in death than he, should, he was in life, because no one knew who he was in life, and I thought he should be remembered. And also, I thought I can get free tickets out of this for every comedy show. Yeah, yeah and you can, except from. The stand. We don't mention the, the, that, that club. Okay. Uh, the, 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 the cesspit of iniquity that it is. Okay. Uh, run by the very dubious MP. Uh, yeah, he's an MP, yeah. God help us all. He's, uh, he's, a, he's an MSP. No, oh, no, no he's no, an he's MP. He's an MP, anyway, yeah. yeah. But we don't mention the name. Okay, so... Uh, uh, we'll say Lewis Schaefer instead. Well, let, 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 let's say uh, Janie Godley. We haven't mentioned her yet. Janie Godley. Well, now we have. Carrying on. Ariane Shereen. Carry on. Uh, where was I? No, uh, you were telling us about uh, the increasingly prestigious uh, Malcolm Hardy Awards and why they are, in fact. Why they are at all. Well, they are because Malcolm died. I thought, hey, I can get free tickets out of this and also to remember Malcolm. Malcolm was known for sort of just bizarre, uh, nurturing bizarre acts. In personal life and professionally. And do you feel yourself to be a nurturing person, John? Uh, no. No, I feel myself to be a, a bold person. Right, uh, OK. I'd, I'd go along with that, I'd to be fair. So far, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's another cold as hat. Anyway, so uh, started off with one award, uh, which was nameless, uh, and then uh, I think the second year we uh, decided we'd be called the Malcolm Hardy Awards. And then uh, somewhere along the way, uh, Jill Smith, who is a comedian, uh, sent me an email saying that she thought that... Uh, that was very forward of her, John. I thought so, yes. So she sent me an email saying she wanted to nominate herself for the Malcolm Hardy Award on the basis that if she nominated herself for the Malcolm Hardy Award, 
she could put on the posters Malcolm Hardy Award nominee. And I, nice. thought, I thought, this is a great cunning stunt. What, what, what a great phrase that is, I thought. Because I, I was thinking a lot in those days, yep. before, before dementia set in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, uh, especially for her, I started the Malcolm Hardy Cunning Stunt Award, which was the second uh, award. Because, I mean, Malcolm himself was the doyen of is that the male uh, version? That's, yeah, doyen. Oh, I've never known. And doyenne is yeah. the female. Yeah. You didn't do French at school? I did, I did but it was, a, it was a sort of film loop, a, a picture little man in, in armour, clunk Roger and Françoise vont yeah. à la mer. Nous vont, Roger et Françoise, Roger et Françoise vont à la mer. You see, partially I'm, I'm shit at languages, I'm shit at facts, but also French was very dull because it was all about going into the butchers and buying things or going into the greengrocers and buying a cabbage. Latin, much more interesting. Why, what that was about? That was all about you go into, into Germania... People in skirts run down out of the hills and you chop their heads off. Much, much better for, for fourth, fourth form and fifth form. I can see where the appeal would be. Yeah. Where did we get? Oh, yes, Malcolm himself Mal- that yeah. was the doyen uh, of the cunning stunt. Indeed. And Tell us more, John. Uh, well, one of his most famous... It wasn't really a stunt. One of his most famous things it was... It was bloody brilliant. What, what was? Oh, it was fantastic. He wrote his own five-star review uh, and, and sent it to the Scotsman, and they printed it. Yeah, and under their, one of their critics' names, William Cook. Just fantastic. And what, and what he did was he found out how, how you uh, uh, submitted uh, uh, reviews to the Scotsman, and apparently he and Arthur Smith sat down and wrote a review for the show, which wasn't getting much interest. Uh, and it was, <coughs> I think it wasn't five stars. I think he thought that's too much. Uh. I'll give myself four stars. Uh, and he did his glowing review, put it under, under William Cook's name, and the Scotsman printed it. Utterly uh, brilliant. Utterly brilliant. And then also, uh, he was in a, a venue called The Hole in the Ground, which, uh, well, the name says it all. It was a hole in the ground with, with three shows in tents going on. And he was in one tent, and in another tent was uh, Emma Thompson, and in the third tent was this American uh, performance artist called Eric Bergosian. Oh, my goodness. And, and Eric, uh, in the middle of... of, uh, of his act had a very, very loud, fake, uh, heavy metal uh, section in which he did air guitaring. <coughs> and this very loud section coincided with a very quiet bit in Emma's piece and a very quiet bit in Malcolm's piece. So they both got pissed off. Malcolm, Malcolm had to console poor old Emma, crying, I believe. Uh, and he, being, being the gentleman he was, he thought, I'll have to do something about this. So uh, because it was a hole in the ground, a construction site, there was a, there was a tractor uh, nearby, an earth-moving uh, piece, piece of equipment, uh, and uh, and so uh, he he commandeered this uh, naked, obviously, because Malcolm was always of naked. Of course. Uh, and uh, followed by his audience, uh, the audience for his show went through the middle of Eric Bogosian's show. Oh, deep in uh, an earth mover. In, in, naked on an earth mover, uh, uh, with with the, his entire audience. In fact, his his uh, his partner, female partner, was there at the time. Uh, and I think he was trying to impress her, possibly. She uh, was there in Eric Bogosian's audience? No, no, she, she was, I believe, in Malcolm's audience. Excellent, well yeah. done, very supportive. Uh, and then uh, uh, Eric didn't like this, apparently. And then really? And complained bitterly. That's and, very unsporting of him. And the story is that uh, a little later on that evening, there was a the sound of, sort of things being smashed, and Eric had gone mad with a sledgehammer, and this was breaking up the, the happy home and the, the dressing room and things. Anyway, that's his story. Well, there we go. Uh, so, well, that's, that's why he's famous. Well, so, so Malcolm, Cunning stunts. Malcolm was famous for sort of stunts and, and also conning people. I mean, we've uh, had quite a few. I particularly enjoyed, was it last year, Barry Ferns, yeah, who, yeah, uh, yeah. who printed and distributed uh, hundreds yeah. of copies of Broadway Baby, <laughs> yeah. uh, fake Broadway yeah, Babies, yeah. with his own six-star uh, review in it, which people read and believed. I don't know whether that says more about Barry's brilliance 
or the dull genius of Broadway Baby? And, uh, Answers in a postcard, please. And in fact, before we started these awards, he would have won. Mark Bukowski, the brilliant PR man, uh, had a wonderful thing where he had our chaos, the chainsaw uh, juggling uh, circus, mm-hmm. where he told everyone that uh, our chaos, with, without any um, barriers between them and the audience, we're going to juggle chainsaws. Completely untrue, totally made up. Uh, and the local council believed him, and he and he, he got the, the local lady, who, the local Barry Whitehouse character. Oh who, God, what was her? Yes, Akira, who complained about. She everything. just wandered around banning yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, he, he he tells me what he had. He also had a, a group of you know, like seventeen-year-old girls sitting at telephones, pretending to be eighty-year-old women in Morningside, complaining to the council about oh, this. Oh, well done, Mark. And, and so uh, they were never going to juggle chainsaws because he can't do it, not not with the actual chains mm. in place. But he, he got wonderful publicity that year. And and blow me down. I think the next year he did exactly the same stunt, and he believed him again. Fantastic. You see? So he would have won, but it was too early. Anyway, so that, that was the second Malcolm Hardy Award. There are now three. And the, th- and, uh, the, mm. thing, the thing about the main Malcolm Hardy Award is it's for real bizarre acts, seriously well, creative. Weird acts. Yeah. <coughs> it's, it's now called uh, for comic originality. Comic originality. Which means which doesn't necessarily mean weird. You can be original yeah. without being weird. But it does probably mean they're not going to get BBC One on the Saturday night at eight o'clock. Exactly. And therefore, looking at past winners, I thought. Deserving though they are, they might not be famous in, in five or six or seven years' time. Exactly. So looking back at the list, people are going to say, who the fuck are these people? So I thought, and they're saying that now, John. <laughs> they say that about us. But they're saying that... And we run them. Who, yes. <laughs> Into the ground. Uh, and so, in fact, people are saying that about the, the former Perrys. The, the winners are disappearing. Oh. But that's another matter. Anyway, so I thought, how, how do we get names on, on the, the, the list where, where people look at it in five years' time and look back to say, oh, they were discovered by the Malcolm Hardys. Yes. I thought, I'll have an award called the Act Most Likely to Make a Million Quid Award, which has been quite successful. Yes. So, in fact, the very first uh, uh, one was, was Reggie Watts, wasn't he? he and he's not doing too badly. And he, he's doing, I can't remember which show it is, one of the chat shows. He's, he's the, the music man on that. Mm-hmm. And then we've got um, uh, Trevor Noah. Oh, who's, who's, he's doing terribly well. Yeah, who's doing terribly well. And uh, oh, several people. Yeah, um, I mean, he was, uh, basically, I think, he got the award because I just wanted the chance to kiss him. But, no, he, he, uh, he, he was an obvious one. And um, But it's... You know, I was... Uh, another, another name drop coming up. I was talking to Angus Dayton, clang, uh, d- d- interviewing them, because the, uh, Radioactive is coming back uh, after 27 years. It's, it's coming back to the fringe. Yeah. And uh, he was saying that um, the year they came up, they were the best-selling, <coughs> best-selling show on the fringe, and they were nominated for the Perrier Awards. Didn't get it. He said his then-partner and a mother of his son uh, voted against them. She voted for, I think it was the winners then, Los Trios Rimbarcas. And you know, where are they now? The lovely the mayor. What? The, I don't think we can mention names there. Can. She's lovely, I work with her. Well, I mean, apparently she voted against Radioactive and for Los Trios Rimbarcas, who, who were the winners that year, and I, I haven't been heard of since. So even winning the biggest award, yeah. uh, which is now the... Um, uh, lastminute.com uh, award uh, is is no uh, certainty of success. I I've started uh, letting people know about our latest awards, which we're peripherally involved in because we're both on the judging panel. Are you allowed to mention this? Uh, we have to be. Oh, okay. Well, I'm about to anyway. Fuck okay. it. Oh, well, there you go. Um, and it's the the brainchild of uh, Edward at last, Ed Hobbs, Edward Hobson, and uh, these are the firstminute.com because the Perrys are now the lastminute.com and yeah. uh, this basically they're going to be judged entirely uh, on the f- comics will be judged entirely 
on the first minute uh, of their performance. Now, I was talking, more names coming up, to Elliot and Mark Steele just the other day, and I told them... About, they're both very enthused. <laughs> However, both neither of them thinks they've got a, a bit of a chance because um, because uh, Elliot's show apparently takes a bit of setting up, so the first minute is just rubbish. And Mark doesn't really know what the first minute of his show is going to be, but he doubts that it will be hysterical enough uh, to win the first minute uh, dot com. Uh, comedy award, but uh, they both think it's a jolly good idea. Well, the first minute dot com awards are going to be awarded during the uh, the increasingly prestigious Malcolm Hardy Awards show on the 26th of August, uh, 2300 uh, But they're going to have to be named something else because apparently dot com and dot co uk are both both already used. Are so they? Edward will have to have something dot else. org dot yeah well, dot ed any, any of those. Uh, uh, it can be dot anything now. It can be dot yeah, me dot yeah, ed yeah. dot anything. Yeah. I, I believe one of the fastest selling ones was uh, fuck in Italy. Okay. Uh, it says fuck dot it. Uh, okay, uh, I wonder yes. why. I wonder, yeah. Um, yeah. And there's, now there's another... Uh, um, Bob Slayer may kill me for this, but I was contacted by him and he said he has no control over me, so uh, if I happen oh, to... Uh, well, no, he doesn't. <laughs> um, no, I got the negatives. And so, uh, yeah, he no longer has any control over me. You're supposed to but accentuate there's, the positives. Um, there's another brilliant idea going to hit uh, the fringe oh this time. Yes. Uh, Bob is involved uh, on the production side. I think the original brains behind it was uh, Omid Jalili. Oh. Um, but uh, this is all about, and I say they're still putting it together. They're still, uh, they're still putting the organisational aspect of it together and collecting names and whatnot. But um, uh, there is a move afoot. Are you ever going to tell to, us? <laughs> to, well, I'm waiting for Bob Slayer to phone up and stop me, but he hasn't, so I'll go ahead. Hello, my deario. How are you? West Country. That's West Country. Ernie, the fastest milkman in the West there. Thank you. Uh, no, a movement afoot to read the entirety of the Chilcot Report okay. live oh. <laughs> uh, and, I think, periscope it the, the, during the fringe. Dear Guatemala, this is the report into the Iraq war. Which Is it... Is it Two million words or something? Uh, two two point one six million words or something, yes. So uh, it, they reckon it will take 14 days. Has it got a punchline? Reading line? 24 hours a day. Has it got a punchline? No. It's going to be listed it's as comedy? It's a feat of endurance. It's not going to be listed as anything, John, is it? Because all the brochures are printed. Well, you could list it on the telephone. Sorry, oh, it was so fucking stupid. You're just nitpicking now because you didn't have the idea. It's a political statement, John. And all the finest minds in comedy are lining up to join up and do it in Edinburgh. All the finest and, minds in comedy isn't saying much, is it? And, uh, you know, so, so it's, uh, it's one of those monster uh, marathon things, like, you know, like Mark Watson's 24-hour, 36-hour, 72-hour shows. Yeah, some excited titties it's running around the audience, though. making, I don't know, making a point of the enormity of it all, and presumably there'll be highlights where, in the subtext, it reads... Tony Blair should be hung up by his measly testicles and whipped to within an inch of his life and dipped in boiling oil and rolled down Arthur's seat on fire. I wonder if that's the sort of thing you might enjoy in your youth. And that's the fun bit. But uh, I don't, I mean, that has to be in the subtext somewhere. It must. It must and if not, I'll write it in. And what, what's this called? This is not an award, by the way. It's called the Chilcot Inquiry. What the fuck do you think it's no, called? No, the reading, the reading of... It's called the reading of the Chilcot Report. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 
Why? What did you think it was going to be called? I thought it might be called the, the, the Bob Slayer extravaganza or something. No, because it's not Bob Slayer. He's just helping. Oh. So who's doing it? Well, do... <sighs> dear listener, do you see what I have to put up with here? It's just obtuse to the point where throttling him would surely be justified. And if I did it not quite live on air, all of you, one person, would understand that I was driven to it by his obtuseness. There's going to be the great and the good of the comedy world, plus some others. Including you? Well, including me if they want me. You'd be some others. I'm losing the will to live here, John. You never had the will to live. Now you're just being negative. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yes, you are. <sighs> right, OK. Well, we, we've come to an end here, but we haven't, we haven't had a climax, have we? We haven't got a climax. And you're you back to the jokes you were making at the, yeah. the beginning of the, the well, podcast. I, Is there anything else you feel you ought to say? Uh, why, why do boxers never have hair on their chest? There is no Why do boxers never have, no have hair idea. on their chest? I've no idea. I've asked boxers. They've not, no, have you ever seen a boxer with hair on his chest? No. Rabbits occasionally, but never... Uh, never no. Uh, now, you you, see, now you're burbling. Have you ever seen a boxer with hair on his chest? No. Uh, no, that's because they, they shave them off so that the muscle definition looks better. Well, so that's, that's a gay thing, is it? It's not a gay thing. Well, why do they want the muscle... It's perfectly possible to be heterosexual and manly and like your muscle definition. But why, why, why do they want to have their muscles showed if they're just pummeling each other? Because they spend bloody months, hours, years of their lives in a gym. Do they? Yes. Oh. And, and so, the, so when they come into the ring, it's all about what you look like. You know, the peacock puffs off its tail feathers when they... and the male boxer oh. shows off his well-defined chest muscles. When they come into the ring, even I wouldn't go down, and I would I, not even me. No, no. Okay, right. Um, uh, we're going to round this off. How are we going to round this off? Oh, sort yourself out, dear. I'm out of this. I'm, I'm bored now. You're on your own. So uh, well, we, well, we could we could do. No, a... don't expect me to say. Don't look at me. Hopefully, like that with your doggy brown spaniel eyes. We, we, and then the, the floppy ears. Glinting behind the floppy ears. Still we, respect. We, we could do a callback. Uh, how's, how's your medical condition? That's not a callback. That's just a callback is a carefully crafted comedic uh, uh, mechanism. This is just asking me about something that I talked about at the beginning. It's not a callback. Well, that'll do. No, it won't. Anyway, now someone was asking me about awards. We talked about awards. That's a radio callback. We did call. We did. What? It's, what? Not, it's still not. You just don't is understand not? this callback thing at all. What's a callback? Do you understand the rule of three? What's, no? the, what's the rule of three? You understand taglines. You understand. I understand taglines. You put it. You put in sex and things, and people will click on you more often. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. I think we need to have a talk, John. Do we? Yeah. About what? Comedy, John. Oh.